I'm Cynthia Murphy. Hi, I'm Georgia Bowers. In the red room. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, we are joined today by Rosie Talbot, the author of the upcoming 16 Souls. Welcome, Rosie. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Rosie is um, our famous guest because I had a little look on Rosie's TikTok and she's got over 100,000 followers now. Wowzers. I know. Yeah. yeah. Because it was like 30,000 last time I checked. Yeah. No, it's, it, yeah, it sort of escalated somewhat. But um, yeah, much to my surprise and joy. It's wonderful. It's a lovely community. But yeah. Yeah. You're a good TikToker. Very, You're very watchable. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah. You've got it. Like, not like me, like just making one every six months. You can see <laughs> <in> and <laughs> <laughs> You're not on it, are you? No, I think I'm too old. I keep going to tag you in stuff and then you're not there. So Dangerous for your bank balance, though. So many book recommendations. So oh, really? Many. Twitter's bad yeah. enough for that. That's I put myself on a book buying ban for the last few months because I get sent so many now. And I figure if I can't read those, then I definitely don't need to buy any new ones. So I've been quite good, actually. I've not, not bought any new ones for a little while. Okay, so Rosie, please tell us your three facts your two truths underlie okay so number one i used to work as a professional victorian era reenactor number two i've been a life model for two pieces of public sculpture one of which is of a famous suffragette number three although i'm right-handed i can actually write backwards with my left hand in perfect mirror writing wow Hmm. I want them all to be true. I know. Well, right. So I have seen, because Rosie makes big skirts and things, don't you? Like Victorian Regency era kind of costumes. So I can completely see number one being true. I really want number two to be true because I keep thinking about the sculpture of Emmeline Pankhurst in Manchester. And she is wearing those kind of skirts and she's got hair similar to yours, but she's got a hat on. So I keep, mm. I, I, I want you to be her because when I walk past it in Manchester, I can be like, there's Rosie. So I think it's number three that's fake. Yeah, I I think, oh, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to go three as well I think well now I'm thinking a number one and two too similar yeah they are quite similar aren't they maybe that I'm I'm gonna go one I think I think one yeah we'll find out at the end I had to laugh as well because when you sent through your facts and I saw the one about the public sculpture and in my mind I kind of went to the suffragette sculpture and when Georgia and I recently went to Gladstone's library I thought immediately yeah we drank quite a lot of wine and um, we were a little bit we were probably like the noisiest people they'd had there in ages and when we got back about two days later and they were like oh look at our new visitor and they had this life-size lego sculpture of a suffragette that was visiting and that was like living in the room where we'd been drinking all the wine and we text each other going oh my god thank god that wasn't there when we were (laughs) because we would have absolutely smashed that bits wouldn't we i still have like anxiety (laughs) thinking of like what could have been because some idiot would have been like oh look at this and then next (laughs) her arms come off yeah, well, I mean, falling into that though, like yeah. smashing. How much? How like, I'll fix it. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Like that scene in Father Ted where he tries to tap out the the little dent, and then it goes back, and he's tapped it out so much that the whole car is just like one big dent. We would have just, <laughs> it would have come down in the morning to find like Yoda in Lego. <laughs> it is. It's anxiety inducing, even though it wasn't there. 
at the same time as us. It still makes me So that's where my mind went. Anyway, massive tangent. Rosie, what are you going to tell us about today? So for 16 Souls, I spent a lot of time researching ghosts and spooky goings on in York. So 16 Souls is set in York. So I'm going to tell you all about hauntings and other grim ways to die in the city of York in England. Because yeah, it's quite an intense place to be a ghost. So I think part of my favorite thing is now I actually didn't get to York until after I'd written the whole novel so I really relied on Google Maps and the wonderful internets in order to research this incredibly atmospheric city and it is so atmospheric like when you go it has this real presence and I want to try and capture that in my writing without even actually having been there. So the stories I could find online were absolutely invaluable. And one thing you do notice when you go there is there are lots of tall men and women in black cloaks sort of whooshing around everywhere and they're ghost tour guides and you can go on all these ghost tours and they're magnificent. So when I did get to York, I went on one of them and they're fabulous. If you're in the city, go on one. They're brilliant. Some of my favourite stories, some I included in the book and some I didn't or some I tweaked. I think that's kind of the fun. Mad Alice, Mad Alice. So there is a, a ginnel or a, a snickle way, an alleyway called Lund Court, and it was formerly called Mad Alice Lane. And everybody was like, well, who's Mad Alice, you know? And interestingly, because nobody really knew who Mad Alice was, all this folklore sort of sprang up around town. People reported having seen a ghostly woman at the windows that overlook this narrow ginnel. And they said, that's Alice. And there are a variety of different stories about who she was. So some people say that her name was Alice Smith and she lived on the alleyway um, in the 1800s, I believe. And she was unfortunately executed for being mad. No explanation. She just was mad. So she was killed. Other stories say that she was in an abusive relationship with her husband and she got so sick of it that she poisoned him to death. Other reports say she stabbed him to death, so we have options. But unfortunately, (laughs) in the records, there's no evidence of anyone called Alice at that time who was executed. So the, the records aren't there to back it up, but I love how this kind of folkloric story has just evolved to the point where one of these um, people who do these amazing ghost trails styles herself as Mad Alice and she runs a, a ghost tour, which is quite fun. So that was one of my favourites. Another one of my favourites is the story of Jeff Munro. He was a Canadian airman who sadly, tragically fell to his death in, I think, 1945 from the third story window of Room 4 at the Golden Fleece, which is said to be one of the most haunted pubs in the city. Essentially, it's the most haunted pub in the most haunted city in Europe. Yeah, so that's got to be like like quite high level haunting. Oh, yeah. And I went went to visit it and I thought, you know, what's this place like? Because I've got a scene in the book set there. So I'd seen it from all these pictures and... I was like, I've got to go. And I went and I edited the scene in there and it, it, it has a presence. Oh. It definitely has. There's something about that place. It's got these old beams and it it kind of smells of like old pub in a really good way. And I thought, yeah, yeah, if I was a ghost, I'd hang out here. This is really nice. <laughs> um, but poor Jeff, I don't think he has a choice but to hang around. So nobody knows why he fell. Mm. Could have been an accident. Uh, could have been pushed. Who knows? 
but I suppose I find his story so sad because he was a he was an airman, he was a soldier, and it was during the war. But it, it wasn't he he didn't die because of war. He died because of possibly some tragic accident after yeah. a heavy night of drinking. But I mean, he can hang out with the various bodies that were kept in the basement in that pub. So oh. executed criminals, their bodies would be kept in the pub basement, as you do. Um, and apparently one of the landlords back in the day hung himself. And sometimes you can see a spectral figure of a hanged man behind the bar. So there's all kinds of like creepy stories at the Golden Fleece. So yeah, lots of lots of pub hauntings in York. Well, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> you would, wouldn't you, if you were a ghost? You'd want to go to the pub, I yeah. think. Georgia did a story about um, when you did about Jane Castle, and that was Victorian. And you were saying that the pub in that was used for loads of different things. So wasn't it used? Yeah. It just doubled up as loads of different things. It seems like a weird place to store a body. But if you think about it, pubs have cellars, which are underground, which are usually cool. So that kind of makes sense, I suppose, for like storage and preservation purposes. Storage but, uh, purposes, yeah. Rather than somebody's home. You oh, know. and it was likely to be open, I suppose, if they found a body, you know, any time. Yeah. I don't know what the what the opening, what it was like back then, but, you know, you could just see someone turning up with a, yeah, what the opening hours yeah. were. We just, yeah, we just store this criminal's body yeah. in your face. <laughs> It'll be fine. It's totally fine. I do think one of the saddest stories that in York is the ghost story about the ragged children at Bedan Arch. So there used to be a ragged school in the area and it was run by a notorious drunk called George Pym. And when people go to the area, they report being able to hear ch- children playing, like sometimes laughing or crying, which is automatically creepy i think there's yeah. nothing quite yeah, like the worst wild yeah. just to get yeah. the shivers going they're really creepy even when they're trying to be sweet um and so he got paid by the state for every child that he looked after um so what he would do is he would use these children as like forced labor and hire them out to do all these sorts of jobs overwork them underfeed them and when they died, he'd bury their bodies in the walls, in the garden. Oh. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh. And eventually he was caught and he was tried and hung for his crimes. But obviously loads of children lost their lives and people in the area still claim they can hear these ghost children. It's just such a sad story. But of course, I had to go in the book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just to lighten the mood a little. Yeah. <laughs> You're right about ghost children, though, that they are the worst. You know, like the it's the, the laughter is worse than the crying, I think, isn't it? Yeah. When it's sinister laughter, yeah. it's nothing quite like but yeah. it's, it's that twisting of innocence. Children are these wonderful, innocent beings. And as soon as you take something innocent and twist it, it's just automatically scarier. That's why dolls are so scary, because there's this thing that you play with and they're supposed to represent sweetness and youth. And 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 they're just creepy, aren't they? I mean, yeah. it's the eyes. Yeah. yeah, we've yeah we've discussed that already on this podcast about China dolls and oh no, <laughs> they <laughs> are so creepy. Just you know, yeah. I've just read a short story. Um, I think is it Joyce Carol Oates? She wrote the Doll Master. You read mm. that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's worth a read. It's about someone who collects dolls, and uh, but are they actually dolls? Oh. Are the dolls? Are the dolls not? Oh, oh, <laughs> again, something I feel like we've spoken about today. <laughs> yeah, 
we've covered a lot of topics today we have yeah have you have you done shoes because shoes. Shoes, shoes have a lot of folkloric connotations yeah. and interest it's basically bricking things up in walls so it's not something i included that. <laughs> but certainly bricking things up in walls for sympathetic magic to bring luck to the home so one thing um i found when i was researching parts of york was the old star inn has a ghost story about cats being bricked up alive in the walls and this is something that's been found all all over the country in different buildings is like essentially the mummified bodies of poor cats you talked about that today yeah george yeah shoes were another thing that often get found when people are doing building work in very old buildings they'll find shoes used shoes quite often children's shoes and they found them in i remember they were doing work in one of the oxford colleges and they found these children's shoes and there was no explanation there was never any it's it's an oxford college they haven't had children living there there's no Mm. reason why these shoes would be there other than somebody brought them in to deliberately brick up in in the wall to protect the house or protect the building but we've lost the folklore associated with it we can only speculate we, we don't know exactly what the ritual was or what the logic behind it was oh i'm now really that. sad because we we kind of rebuilt our house and i'm really sad that we've not put anything in the wall you should have yeah. i mean next time you do any building work freak someone out put something put something weird in there have you seen, there was a thing online where somebody had put um, a Halloween skeleton in between the kitchen cupboards, like in a gap. So for when whoever next ripped out that kitchen and put a new one in, we'll find a skeleton. And I thought it was That's magnificent. That's magnificent. That is and fantastic. I applaud that being. That's amazing. Well, you could always, um, I was thought if I ever rebuilt my house, I would go full creepy witch, old school magic and put in a witch bottle so you get a glass bottle you pee in it and you put some nails in it and next time a witch who means you harm crosses your threshold they will get cystitis yeah there we go yeah. we love witch bottles yeah I love a witch bottle yeah always hidden like yeah in the entrance or a chimney or something like that isn't it because they were convinced that something bad was going to come in through um, yeah come up and down the chimney and yeah, stuff. yeah and i mean i think that's where the ghosts would hide really mm. i mean if, if you're going to haunt anywhere other than the pub, I think cinemas would be quite good because you could watch lots of lots of free movies. So there's supposed to be a ghost at, at the um, Royal York Theatre. Uh, again, kind of a sad story. So it was a nun who was bricked up for being pregnant. Out of you know, obviously she's nun, should not be pregnant. So there's two stories. One is that she had an affair with a, a, a nobleman, and unfortunately. Um, resulted in a pregnancy which she couldn't hide and she was punished by being bricked up but the other story is that the nun's name was Therese and uh, there was no baby she was simply confined to her cell as punishment for having a black and lying tongue for claiming to have seen angels at mass or something so I mean very different stories but obviously tied to the same haunting which I think is wonderful and she is supposed to be good luck to actors if you see her before your opening performance if you're doing the dress rehearsal and you see a very creepy nun lady just sort of floating through the audience you can think great this is gonna go brilliantly <laughs> oh that's nice isn't it that's nice for her as well to feel you life. know have a positive make people feel happy and happy to yeah. see her so not all ghosts yeah. are horrible you've just given me an idea for another episode actually because there is a ghost in the theater in last one to die and i think they are quite popular stories and they leave like little candles out for them and things like that so 
maybe I'll look into that for next month. Mm. There you go. Yeah. So Rosie, where can we find you online? I'm most active on TikTok as at Merrowchild, which is a very sensible social media name because it tells people absolutely nothing about what I do. Um, I'm good at that. Um, or I have a website, which is rosietalbert.co.uk, which is all about my book and you can message me there. Or I'm also on Instagram and occasionally I remember I have Twitter and I'm on there as well. Um, and when is the book out? It's out on the 6th of October. So just in time for Halloween. If you send me the most appropriate pre-order link, I will pop that in the show notes. So anyone who wants to pre-order it can get there easily. And which was your lie? Okay, you're going to be pleased with this because my lie was number one. Oh, so I, okay. So I changed it. I haven't ever worked as a professional Victorian reenactor. I, I've done a bit of work as a Tudor reenactor back when I was about 18 for the summer. But no, I've never worked as a professional Victorian reenactor. <gasps> so it's good one then. Where are the public sculptures? So you were almost right. I oh. so yeah, the artist who did our Emmeline Hazel, she has also just unveiled a new sculpture. Um, and it's called Our Elizabeth and it's in Congleton. And I, yeah, so I was the, the body um, and I also got, I also get to make the garments when I work for Hazel. So I was involved with Emmeline because I made what Emmeline is wearing. Oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. What cool fact. Yeah, but I didn't actually model for the sculpture and, but I did model for the, the other one. So I'm, uh, I'm the body of that sculpture. Oh, and that's so cool. In the cupboard, yeah. Oh, and, and then weirdly enough, the camera backwards backwards yeah like yeah. I, like it's yeah it just and I can't I don't I don't think about it it's just mirror writing I can't do it with my I can't write backwards with my right hand only with my left hand and I can oh, write wow. um, my mum can right do it as well so I, maybe it's a I don't know something that's inherited like being able to roll your tongue or not mm-hmm. but yeah oh that is very cool well thank you so much for coming to join us and then um, we'll see you next time yeah, bye. see you next time thanks for bye-bye. Bye. bye bye browser history deleted